For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everyone, this is Michael Hall, Director of Training at RYM. Before we get to today's podcast, I want to invite you to join us at our annual Youth Leader Training Conference. YLT is an incredible week of equipping, connection, and encouragement for you and your ministry. We're excited to offer two locations in 2019, Nashville, Tennessee, and Paradise, Pennsylvania. Feature speakers include Sandy Wilson, Walt Mueller, Julie Lowe, Duffy Robbins, and Scotty Smith. Registration for both locations is now open. Please visit rym.org training for more information and registration. Hey everybody, welcome back. All this week we are talking to Wilson Van Hooser. Is it Youth Director? Is that your title? I always youth, get these wrong. Youth Director, yes. And I should know that. Youth Director at Pear Orchard Prez. Um, and yesterday we talked to Wilson uh, about uh, really his story, his testimony and his involvement with sports and his, uh, you know, being able to make it to the NFL. And so if you missed that yesterday, be sure to go back and check that out because all this week we are talking about sports. And uh, as I started off yesterday, uh, I'm a young father whose children are just now starting to get involved in sports. Uh, Wilson doesn't technically have children. He has two dogs, which can be a lot like children. Um, So we know if there are parents out there listening, uh, we don't pretend to have all the answers. But with Wilson's background um, and then our interaction with students, we hope we can you know, give some good thoughts uh, as we talk about sports. And as we bring up sports, I said yesterday, it's a controversial topic. And we as Christians need to be cautious of just condemning uh, certain aspects of creation. And so uh, one of those things is we we're talking about sports. We want to obviously praise the creational good of sports. Uh, So with that being said, Wilson, you know, what are some of the greatest blessings that you experienced uh, in your years of playing sports from, you know, basketball? I know you played soccer as well and, and football. What are some of those as you think back over your many years, what were some of those greatest blessings? Yeah, man, I'm so glad you just said that I played soccer. Um, (laughs) I'm just, I'm, I'm a man city fan. Um, and I just, I, I, I like, I like soccer right now more than football. Um, so man, I'm so glad you said that. Um, I wasn't very good, but it's fun. Um, man, some of the good things, uh, there are, there's so many, uh, there, you know, I think there are some though that, that absolutely stand, stand out. Some are given. And I think maybe some of these would be, uh, you know, more fresh to people, but you know, for sure, uh, teammates, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, yesterday I was able to tell about uh, my teammates that I had at Tulane and Troy and the Patriots and, and the Brawlers. Um, God always gave me a great group of teammates. Um, it just, I mean, just incredible guys who I still talk with today. And that is definitely that is a creational blessing. I mean, it's, it, it is brotherhood. Just, just to be able to go through, even at Tulane when – I mean, the most games that I won at Tulane was four games. And and even, you know, it's not like we were Alabama and we were, like, going to the national championship every year and it was like, oh, it was easy to be teammates. It was like 
it was tough and we we worked our tails off but it was like those going through all of that brought us together and uh and there's just few things like having solid teammates and having having that brotherhood and i think that's that's definitely something that um sports should remind us of uh of that creational blessing, that, that, that desire for community that we often have. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just as, again, I haven't played on (laughs) the same level as, as you, but, uh, yeah, if I had to look at my many years of sports, I mean, I don't even have to think about it. It's the team. I mean, being a part of a team is so significant. And and like you just said, I mean, for the Christian, we know we are created for community uh, because we're created in the image of a a triune God. And so, yeah, without a doubt, that would be the top for sure. Man, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think I think another thing too is uh, I think not. You know, we have brotherhood, but I think there's also you know a fatherhood aspect to sports, and and that obviously comes in with the coaches. Um, my high school football coach Randy Ragsdale is certainly a father figure, and uh, that that man right there is legendary. I mean, there is there is not a single player that could have come through Trinity Presbyterian High School in Montgomery, Alabama. And played under Randy Ragsdale and thought, this man does not love me. There's no way they could have thought. I mean, th- he was he he loved the game of football. He was a great high school football coach. And I'm I, I can't remember if he's in the Alabama uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, he he was an incredible coach, but his number one passion was to love the players and to tell them about Christ. I mean, that was like hands down. It's like, it wasn't just like, yeah, he was a good football coach and like he kind of did this too. No, no, no. It was over and beyond. This man was going to be a father and he was going to lead us to Christ. And that was, uh, and that was incredible. Um, you know, I had, a, I had my, my receivers coach my first couple years at Tulane, T.D. Woods. Uh, um, he, he was, uh, man, he was awesome. Uh, Bob Toledo at Tulane as well. He was our head coach. Um, he was a great man as well. He recruited me, and he he would go to bat for his players. Uh, I'm so thankful for him. And then um, um, Keith Williams, Coach Dub, um, he was my wideouts coach when the new coaching staff came in. And even though it was a tough year with the head coach, uh, man, Coach Dub just raised the bar athletically, academically, and just as a character. He, he, his whole thing was, you know, being a wide out is a way of life. And he was he was contagious. And he was like, even the people who weren't receivers were jealous of being a receiver. I mean, it was like, this, I mean, he was, he was, he was a father figure. And, you know, he was, uh, he was a joy to be around. And he raised the bar. He helped us become better men and better players and better students. And so as I asked that question, I mean, the first thing, I mean, we'd say relational, um, you yeah, know, yeah, relational yeah. blessings through, through, through sports. I mean, the, the teammates and then the coaches. Um, so those are some awesome uh, blessings for sure. What about some other things? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, learning, learning how to work is a big one. Um, learning, learning how to push through, especially when, it, I mean, just to be honest, like, look, there are times when you're running wind sprints and people are just like, they're throwing up. And it's like, you know, it's like, man, it's like I I've got to be able to push through this in order like to love my teammates well. And and that was just something where a uh, few other aspects in my life were like that. And I think it taught it taught it, it prepared me, I think, a lot for ministry 
um, to love others well and to push through pain to be able to, uh, you know, to persevere and to, to learn how to fail and to keep going and trying your hardest. Um, you know, learning how to serve, I think was another big thing in sports. Um, and then I think, I think this is one that, um, I don't know, maybe it's just my, I feel like it's overlooked, but, uh, you know, there was, there was nothing like the feeling of just running as fast as I could and catching a football. I mean, it, it just, just that, and I, it's just so, so vivid to me. Uh, I, I ran a ton of go routes. Um, my, my last year at Tulane, I was the designated go route guy. Um, but there, there was just, there was nothing like that feeling of like stretching your body to the limit and feeling the wind, you know, rush into your face and, you know, trying to like run on your toes so that your eyes don't bounce up and down as you're trying to follow the football and to be able to like track it with your eyes into your hands. And, you know, as a guy is like draped on top, you know, there's just that physical kind of exertion. You know, was incredible. Sorry, I jumped in on you. But, yeah. but, but as you're saying that, I'm just thinking of uh, uh, Chariots of Fire. You know, yes, uh, come on when, now. When, yeah, Eric Liddell just said, yeah. you know, when I run, I feel this pr- uh, pleasure. You know, there's yeah. just something about, again, God bestows different gifts on people. And when yeah. you're exercising the gifts he's given you, um, just that, you know, the pleasure of the Lord there. And um, yeah. anyway, so that just comes to mind. As Man, you're, no, you're, yeah, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. You're mentioning uh, that. And did you, did you say that learning how to fail? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did yeah, you learn, talk learn to me a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know. I think one of the things I see a lot of, especially in like elementary, middle school, and high school, it's something, it, it kind of dwindles down the more and more people stay in sports. But especially when they're younger, um, I feel like I see a lot of athletes, whenever they fail, they start to kind of go about like either they're like, I'm not really going to try that hard anymore. So that because I don't want to fail, I don't want to look like an idiot. You know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm nervous about giving my all in order to be basically like rejected. And, uh, I, I think sports really taught me how to fail well, uh, how to not just kind of like play it cool and like, well, if I mess up then, you know, Oh, well I wasn't really trying that hard. And basically just saying like, you know, if only I was six, four and 225 pounds and can run a four, two forty, and I had hands like Jerry Rice, then I would, you know, no, not playing that, but you know, try like working as hard as I can. And even though I fail to, to do it again and to learn from mistakes and just, just the ability that we have as humans to learn from mistakes. I mean, I think about in the film room all the time, you know, even if you, if you'd have a hundred yards receiving, you'd go back in the film room and man, you messed up so many times. Um, and, but we have the ability to notice that and to think about that and be like, Oh, I can I can learn from that and and get better at that and that I think that's really overlooked. Um, yeah, that's that's good. I mean, that's important perspective uh, because I mean, without a doubt, I mean, anyone who's played any sports, they've lost a game for the yeah. most part. Um, you know, and so they're, they're going to experience failure. They're going yeah. to experience experience heartache. And I mean, you know, applying that to life, we've got to be preparing our students to suffer. And even though you know, we might say. Um, you know, suffering and the loss of a game is somewhat superficial uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it still uh, is uh, lessons to learn for life. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, mean, I, 
I think I think we got to see that as something that God is teaching us whenever we fail at other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll get into this in a couple of days, but I think it is a grave mistake whenever we try to distance sports from our theology. Um, and just the grave dangers where we say, well, God doesn't really care about the score. He doesn't really care. You know, he, he just cares about these other. Well, that's losing our theology of God as the creator, as the sovereign creator who is ordering all things and all of life so that we might enjoy him and glorify him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Wilson. we're about to be wrapping this up. But can, yeah. you, can you list off a, a few others before we close this down? Man, definitely the various uh, cultures in the locker room, uh, especially in New Orleans, it was unbelievable. That's the, you know, cultures in the locker room is uh, it just brings in so many different types of people. Um, yeah, I and there's a lot of sports teams I was on. We did a lot of service and community outreach. Um, that that was, I mean, that was definitely something that it it gets you know publicized a little bit, but not to its full extent. And some people. You know, do it in even like more you know or or lesser known ways, and uh, that's definitely a creational blessing. And then I think also uh, good solid team chaplains, uh, Jack Easterby at the New England Patriots, Corey Olivier at Tulane, uh, and even Randy Ragsdale, just my high school football coach. I mean, just you know. Those were blessings in sports to be able to have these guys who would apply the gospel even in sports. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Wilson, thanks a lot. That was really helpful. That's some good perspective. And like we said, as, as Christians to think properly on really anything, I mean, we've got to be looking at the creational good. And um, again, just so much that we've pointed to that we can see is rooted in just being image bearers of God. And, uh, so tomorrow, um, as we get into some of the effects of the fall, uh, you know, it's good to keep this proper perspective. So be sure to tune in tomorrow as we do talk about some of the the negatives and cautions of uh, youth sports so thanks again wilson yeah thanks john